0: You're listening to The Peak Podcast with me, Christina Roman. We're having real, intimate conversations about the interconnectedness of life. Join us as we discuss big topics like intuition, personal mastery, and emotional wellness, and why they matter for you. I'm so excited to have you here for another season. This season, we're going really deep on the topic of procrastination and how to quit procrastinating once and for all. I'm speaking specifically to people not only who identify as procrastinators, but also those people who have trouble finishing projects, or maybe you even have trouble starting projects. This is your new home, so welcome. Hey, and welcome back to The Peak Podcast. We are here today with another speed coaching session. In case you missed the last one, a heads up that these are quick, bite-sized, 20-minute speed coaching sessions. They are not as comprehensive as the 30-minute mini sessions that I offer, and they're definitely not as comprehensive as the hour-long coaching sessions that I do with my clients. But I am mind-blown, I hope that you will be too, at how much can happen in 20 minutes. Today's session goes in a lot of different directions, so you definitely have to be on your toes with us today. Fundamentally, I think that this episode is best summarized as how to overcome, I don't know, and the value of not letting yourself say, I don't know, in your life. But it's also about learning to handle rejection. Now, I point this out in the episode But what I want you to see is that this client has such an amazing human brain that keeps her moving in all of these different directions. So every time we seem to be getting traction, we hit an obstacle or a roadblock, and we have to redirect, and then we hit another roadblock, and then we redirect. And I point this out to her throughout the coaching session, but it's so interesting to see the way that her brain manages to present obstacles in every direction. And I want you to see if you see yourself in that. Is your brain always cropping up with different obstacles that seem insurmountable in your life? If so, really pay attention and see what this episode has for you in your life. Last note before we jump in, we are presenting this audio as anonymous. So I say this client's name a lot. We've taken every reference of her name and replaced it. So bear with us with that audio and enjoy the episode. Okay, perfect. So um, everyone, this is our brave first soul who's being coached live, which I so much appreciate. Thank you. Oh, no problem. So you and I used to coach way back in the day. So you're no like my old school style of coaching, but not new school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So just a quick heads up. I may interrupt you. We're going to go kind of rapid fire here. I just want to Have you not get so much in the weeds of explaining what's happening, but I really want to get to the solution. So if I sound like I'm totally interrupting you, there's a purpose. So are you getting, you are, (laughs) then I am, but there's a reason. (laughs) Um, perfect. Okay. Tell me a little bit about, um, something that's going on in your life. So either something that's a challenge right now or something that you really want to achieve and it can be the business thing that we talked about or something non-business related, whatever you feel most comfortable with. Um,
1: so I thought you would have a question for non-business. Oh,
0: I can. Okay. What is, what is the number one thing that keeps you up at night in your life right now that you want to talk about in front of a bunch of people?
1: <laughs> so I would say the thing that knocks around in my mind the most is it goes back to, of course, my business is to grow it. Because my personal life is actually really
0: awesome right now. Congrats. Okay, let's talk about business then. So you mentioned in email to me a business challenge. So describe that really briefly to me.
1: So I am a uh, an event planner, corporate event planner. I don't do social events. I My major groove is multi-day conferences, but I also do workshops and retreats. My biggest challenge whether it was when I was doing social media or being a virtual assistant or now as a corporate event planner, my biggest challenge has always been how to reach out to potential clients. Okay. Way back when you used to coach me then, that was an issue. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay.
0: So why is this a problem for you?
1: I think it's because I don't deal well with, rejection. Failure I can do over and over because I just learned from it. But like the rejection piece, I just, I don't know. I just take it too personal when people don't, I don't know. I just, I think (laughs) it's rejection piece.
0: I gotta get my buzzer out. I know. I said said I don't know. You said it (laughs) twice. (laughs) So when you say, I don't know, tell me why. You said, I don't deal well with rejection, but what else is going on here that makes you not want to reach out to potential clients?
1: I don't want to come across as some smarmy salesperson um, because I hate getting those calls from people out of the blue that want to sell me on their keynote speaker or their gadget that will make my events better. Like It's just cold calling and like I am not in the least interested and it's annoying and I don't want to be that annoying person.
0: So, have you ever been reached out to by somebody who asked you to buy something, whether it was a product or an experience, and you were like, hell yes, I'm so excited to purchase this?
1: No. Okay. But, to admit, um, there was a car salesperson, believe it or not. So, when I was looking at cars, she just kind of gave me her card. And she would actually call and leave a voicemail and follow up about once every three or four months. And she'd shoot me an email periodically. Mm -hmm. And finally, when I was ready to buy a vehicle, of course, I called her. I know follow up works tremendously when the person's finally ready. Mm -hmm. I just don't do it.
0: Why don't you do it?
1: Because I am not that organized. I, I don't know. I. <laughs> don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> okay. So you think this thought, I'm not that organized. So I want to know what feeling when you think I'm not that organized, what do you feel?
1: My first thought when I said that was, that is so not accurate because I'm probably one of the most organized people. Mm hmm group of people. But um, it's kind of, it's more about when I try, come down to my office in the morning and I think, okay, I'm going to get some stuff done. And then I start working on something completely random that I didn't even know I wanted to work on. And it, I'm not addressing the things that need to be worked on.
0: So that's very interesting. Not A unique problem, right? That's literally why every single one of my clients comes to me. So so you started out, I just want to kind of reflect back to you what just happened. You said, my problem is I'm reaching out to potential clients. I don't want to deal with rejection. But then you mentioned that somebody else has shown you what it's like to do amazing follow-up and you did end up buying. But then you went to, I'm not that organized. And then you went to, from I'm not that organized to... I get distracted. So I want to just, and and you know, I'm going to be super blunt here. So,
1: I, And I love
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I know I can be with you. So is the problem that you don't want to get rejected or is the problem that you're focusing on things that are not moving your business forward? I'm
1: focused on, I'm focusing on things that aren't moving my business along because I don't want to get rejected.
0: Okay. So Now we're going to go back to brainstorm-a-thon, just like perfectly using all of these five different questions, these five different strategies. So if you wanted to reach out to potential clients, do you think that it's necessary to get rejected?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: So you got to figure out a way to get comfortable getting rejected.
1: I just need to put on my big girl panties and do it because it it's not going to affect my world. I know this. I know this,
0: but it's, it's just a trigger for me, I guess. It's, it's scary though, right? You're not alone. Like there is a reason why people don't put themselves out there. Like it is so hard to get rejected. And logically we know that it's fine, right? We know we're going to survive, but it's still a defense mechanism that pops up, right? To keep us small and to keep us from kind of going out there and and getting super uncomfortable. And I just want to tell you that somebody just wrote in the Q&A, this is so fascinating. It's like looking at myself in a mirror. So I just want to show you that, again, this is not unique to you. This is something that a lot of people struggle with. So first of all, you're really helping people by putting yourself out there today. So solutions. What are a few different ways that you might get more comfortable getting rejected? Good question. Thank you. I asked the tough questions. <laughs> what are you tempted to say right now?
1: I'm tempted to say I have absolutely no idea. Great. We're
0: right on buzz track. Buzz me. <laughs> then you'll buzz me. I will buzz you. Okay. So... Let's go to your future self. Do you believe that your future self is going to be successful in this business? Yes, because
1: I am really good at what I do. Okay. And maybe a part of my struggle reaching out is because I'm not clear on how to find Mm -hmm. those ideal clients. I know who the ideal clients are, but how do I find them? How do I get in front of them? What do they want? What pain points do they want me to solve, you know?
0: So I want to just show you real quick, you did something really cool. You went from, I'm not clear on how to find my ideal client, which is a fancy, I don't know, (laughs) but then you asked a really cool question. How do I find my ideal client?
1: Yeah. So how do I find my ideal client, Christina?
0: Well, <laughs> I'm not uh-huh. hearing the now. Okay, so go. Where do you, when in the future do you think that you are going to really hit your stride as a business owner? Like, where can you clearly see future being super successful? How many years in the future? Probably two. Okay. So go to 2022, to be safe. <laughs> and you're talking to future. And you're like, hey, I have a few questions. How did you find your ideal clients? How did you get comfortable getting rejected? What does she say?
1: She got comfortable by being rejected just by continuing to do it and powering through it.
0: Mm-hmm. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thought there was another easier way, but apparently there's not. I don't think there is. Uh, so how did she get rejected so often that she got comfortable with it? Uh, you're not on video right now, so this will make it even easier. I want you to close your eyes. Mm-hmm. That helps just kind of tune everything else out. You're in, you're talking to 2022. She has a full client roster. Does she have a wait list? Yes. Of course. <laughs> and you're like, hey, you're super comfortable getting rejected. What did you do to get rejected? How did you seek out rejection? Also, everyone's cheering for you in the Q and A. Just heads up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, and everyone, sorry, everyone else watching you. I would love to see in the Q and A put your answers for what you would do to, for these two questions that you which is how do I get rejected so that I can get comfortable, and how do I find my ideal client. Because I want to see everyone. I want this to be super interactive. So everyone else who's sitting there being like, this isn't my problem. You still get to exercise your brainstorming muscles. (laughs) So hit me up in the Q&A.
1: So how did I find my ideal clients? Mm -hmm. Well, I finally finished that, um, your ideal client worksheet that I've had laying on my desk forever. You know, the thing is, is I can do that with my clients and work, walk them through that Okay. No problem. But for me to sit down and try to identify like where they hang out, what they do for fun, you know, all that kind of stuff. I struggle with that. So I finally finished that worksheet and I saw some patterns to where my ideal client probably would be. Okay.
0: How many ideas do you have on that list? Uh, Like four. Okay. So how are you going to make a plan to get to those four places? Uh, Talk out loud. I want to hear what your brain is saying. (laughs) I I guess
1: just really sit down and focus in on where. So I honestly, I think LinkedIn is the Mm -hmm. ideal place for me to do most of my social media marketing. Okay. Um, one of my challenges is I do not. I'm like you know I'm not a storyteller. I'm just to the point. I just do what needs to be done, and and I so I don't blog either. And okay. you know that's popular, especially for event planning. People want to know the process. So I when you
0: think the thought I'm not a storyteller, how do you feel?
1: I, that it's just so
0: accurate. Like, I'm just not like, I. So what, what's happening is it might feel super accurate to you and everyone on this webinar might agree that that's accurate. But what happens is you tell that story as evidence for why you don't need to do this or why you can't do this. So instead of being like, Hey, I'm not a storyteller and that's fine. I'm just going to find other ways to do it you use I'm not a storyteller as evidence for this is just one of the reasons I can't find clients, right? That's probably an accurate
1: statement because I find that, you know, everybody now says, oh, you just got to tell your story and present everything in a story that people can relate to. Well, Mm -hmm. one of those people, when I email you, it's just... So if I respond to someone's email, like I read it, I just start answering their questions. And then I realize, oh, crap, I probably should go back and go, oh, hey, how are you? I hope all is well. And then start answering the questions. So once in a while, I'll catch myself doing it. But I. So
0: I just want to reflect back. So I have. I have these notes in front of me, right? And it's like this started and then you went to this and then you went to this and then you went to this, which is again, totally normal, totally human, but your brain is finding new loopholes in every direction that we go. And I just want you to be really aware of that. Do you see that? Yes. Okay. So you said LinkedIn and I just want to provide that you, your, you initially started out. I don't know where to find my ideal client. Have you tried anything on LinkedIn yet?
1: I have like, I'll post stuff on there periodically. Goal is to become more consistent. It's easy for me to do it for this digital marketing conference that I'm doing.
0: Just answer this quick question. And then I want to keep us right on track and power through because I need it. I want to get to other case studies as well. So why is it easy for you to do at the digital marketing conference?
1: I'm so clear on who the audience is, mm-hmm. what the audience wants to see about the conference, and what needs to be put out there, mm-hmm. and I'm super excited about it.
0: Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you need to fail your way into that place with all the other pieces, right? Is like draw test drive everything until you get to a place where you're like, okay, I'm super clear on who. What? And I'm excited. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Give me seven. Just picked a number out of a hat. Give me seven different ways that you could address this question. So I'm just gonna lump it together now. Find your ideal client while getting rejected. Just rapid fire. Don't let your brain get in the way here.
1: Um social media, email, yes.
0: networking.
1: What does networking mean? Like when I attend in-person events, meeting new people, just kind of okay. mentioning if somebody needs event planning. Um, family and friends, past clients. Mm-hmm. Let's see, we're at five, right? Six. Um, random people on the street.
0: I'll take it. What else? <laughs>
1: That's one way to definitely get rejected. <laughs> yeah. One more. One more? Um,
0: uh, <sighs> so use one of the five strategies. Uh, you had. If you had a friend who was a business owner and they were struggling to get clients, what would you tell them? All the things I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, a billboard. Awesome. Okay. So I feel you're being kind of facetious on some of these, right? Yes. <laughs> cool. Just making sure we're on the same page. So do you see that In order to figure out if any of these are going to work, you have to try them, right? That's so obvious, but yet we don't do it. True. Because it's easier to not do it. Hell yeah. (laughs) So somebody suggested, and I love the suggestion, is set a goal for getting rejected. So one of the things that I've done in my business is set up a hundred rejections. And so I have to go out and get rejected a hundred times and I was explaining this to a friend the other day. I was like, it's so awesome because either you get rejected, which is moving you closer to your goal of rejection, or you get a sale, which is awesome. So you're kind of winning either way. But what it does is it gets you step-by-step step closer to having the information that you need in order to really hone in. So you said you're not afraid of failure, but is that true? Yeah, failure
1: truly doesn't bother me. So actually, when you, if I set myself to go get a hundred rejections. Yeah. Every time I'm getting rejected, it's kind of like a win.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So I know it's all just a matter of perspective.
0: Totally. Always is. So what is one step that you would take away from today?
1: Just do it. What which
0: what's it?
1: Just start putting myself out there more and set that goal for 100 rejections
0: and then um, see what comes of it. hmm Is it helpful if I share a few other ideas that were shared in the Q&A? Yes, that would be awesome. Okay, awesome. Interviewing old clients to understand what made them want to work with you. Okay. Asking them to introduce you to other potential clients you could pitch. Setting a goal. We're getting rejected, we talked about that. Brainstorming networks that you could use to find ideal clients. Advertising. And learning how to storytell.
1: Can you really learn how to do that? I feel like there's, like my husband, he's like the best storyteller. But I think some of it times it
0: just comes natural to people and other people it just doesn't. So I think that being in the middle where you're like, I'm not a good storyteller, but it's really important is causing you problems. So my challenge to you would basically, this is the crudest way to say this, right? Shit or get off the pot. Either decide that you're going to learn how to storytell or decide that you are going to figure out a different way besides storytelling, but drop the story. No pun intended. That (laughs) storytelling is important. Okay. What do you think about that? That is a good plan. So I will have to put some thought into that. Somebody else. I have a few more ideas that have trickled in. I don't want to give you too many because I want you to also have some time brainstorming on your own, but, um, hiring somebody to sell for you, right? Giving someone commission.
1: Yes, that would be fantastic. That would be ideal.
0: Mm -hmm. And cold calling. A joyous cold calling—you'd get rejected fast, that's for sure. That's true. So, I we could definitely coach on this for a lot longer. And what I'm going to point out also at the end of the brainstormathon, but I want to just mention right now is that a brainstormathon really helps you with the actions, but coaching is about okay. Well, what are the thoughts that drive the feelings that drive the actions? Right, the actions are just a small piece that we're addressing in today's but there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes, right? Is like, like I've kind of pointed out to you this story, like I need to be a good storyteller in order to, to close business. So um, in terms of actions though, do you feel like you have a good start? Yes. Okay. yes. Good work today.
1: Thank you. Well, that yeah. helping. I can't wait to hear the other people coming on.
0: And that's where we wrap up the audio. A bit abrupt. But I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. And I really hope that it was helpful to hear this person be a human and watch the way her brain, again, leads her in so many different directions. But watch the way that I, as a coach, bring her back time and again. And you can be that to yourself as well. Coach yourself to always keep bringing yourself back to the question at hand. I point this out right at the end there that, the brainstormathon is just about action steps, but coaching is really about how we're responding to circumstances with our thoughts, how our thoughts create our feelings, how our feelings drive our actions, and how our actions create our results. Those results are always going to create new evidence for our original belief systems. So, all of that is in a mini session. If you go to PeteCoaching.co slash mini session, I would love to have you join me on a one-on-one mini session. Lastly, this is one of the first times that I'm saying this out loud, but at the end of this year, 2020, I will start selling spots for my year-long mastermind for 2021 called 100 Rejections Mastermind. It's specifically for people who want to learn to get rejected and who want to go out in the world, get out of their comfort zone, get wildly brave, and get shit done in their lives. So stay tuned for those announcements. That will be by application only at the end of 2020, and I would love to see you in there if the 100 rejections is exactly what you need to do next. Take care and have a great one. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the peak podcast. If you loved this episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review. The next best step after that is to head to peakcoaching.co slash state, which is where you can grab the guide for how to get into a deep work state in 15 minutes. And that is your entry point to all things peak coaching. I am so excited to see you inside. Have a great one.